I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Welcome to episode four of our summer specials. Pete's decided to join us tonight. Pete, how are you doing, mate? I think you know. <laughs> Thank you for popping on, mate. Um, That's all right. You skived the first three, so or, or he claims he wasn't invited, Trev. Do you know what I mean? I know. I know. He's, I know. He, he get the emotional mini violin out for him tonight. Won't <laughs> but anyway, he's here, and um, we've had three fantastic episodes. So thank you for your feedback, everyone that has listened to them. None other than Peter Sports Manager Jimmy Dean. How are you doing, mate? Welcome to the Premier Non-League Podcast. Yeah, I'm good, thanks, James. Thanks for having us, mate. No, thank you. Like, as, as you know, it's like summer specials. It's a time for us to sort of stop talking sort of non-league specifics with ourselves but actually interview some of the players and managers and owners of non-league so it's great to have you on um but first of all congratulations on uh, a fantastic season that uh, has culminated in you becoming for the highest level at national league north it must have been quite an achievement you probably still pinch yourself at times right yeah we definitely do i mean look you say fantastic season it was a fantastic achievement but i don't think it was um it was you know, it was fantastic a season as, as what I wanted it to be. Um, yeah. But in the middle part, it was a good three months. You know, we couldn't buy a bit of form, mate. You know, you combining up injuries and um, players were probably trusted through the pandemic. Uh, you know, I let the South go a little bit and it was dawning on me. You know, it was a really tough moment. Nico, the top goal scorer, probably the best player at the time. And, you know, player of the season at the time, broke his leg. Gosh, you got pancreatitis. And it was just, it was just injury after injury after injury. The keeper we'd had for six years, um, he left at two, three weeks' notice. He's a good friend. That pissed me off. Um, you know, like it was, it was a tough. It was tough going through them. Then winning months at the start, it was brilliant. You know, you, I got, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have said any team, any other team would win it at the, at the start. You know, it got tough and Banbury. Bambi was outstanding. The consistency levels, I think they won it by 20 points. Um, but I think we had to go the last 14 games. We went and beat them. We won 10 or 11 of them, including the playoffs. And we to get second. Obviously, we had the form to, to fall back on um, points-wise. We just topped that up at the end of the season. We nicked second place on the last day of the season. And that, I think that's why we went subsequently. We went from there. We had the home advantage, and yeah, it really worked for us, James. It did. Yeah. No, it did. Often, like the home advantage. Like obviously, speaking to Mark White on the Dorking uh, first episode of the summer series, we he said, you know, to have that home advantage in the playoffs is key, and uh, you know, a great, great thing to have. But we'll touch on that season. We'll touch on last season a little bit. But to uh, just tell us a little bit about your sort of past football before you got into Peterborough Sports. What was your past? football experience and career and like what what brought you to Peterborough Sports? Um I was at I was at St Ives um St Ives and I was 
you know, I think I was captain there at the time. Ricky, who's still manager, was the manager there. We had a little bit of success there. Around the levels, we've, you know, we've, we've come through with sports. Um, you know, nothing special, really, to be honest with you. I had a long time not playing, you know. I think I had probably four years. I had a rough stage, mate, really, 17 to 21. I got into an awful lot of trouble in football. It was the last, the last thing on my mind, um, you know, when I... I know a lot of people say that, oh, this is my childhood. But, you know, I sat and I mean it. Like, I, I, a lot a lot was going on. And to be honest with you, when I first started playing again, it was just for discipline. You know, I thought if I, if, I, if I do it properly, I won't go out Friday night, I won't go out Saturday night, and that's two nights I ain't going to get in trouble. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's why I started. And in, in that respect, it was a saviour for me, really. You know, a lot of people don't realise that. It was. Um, and I played till I was... 24, 25, met someone, fell away for two years, come back again, had a couple of years. Never really. I did okay, but probably couldn't have done a lot better. Um, but a lot of people say that, didn't they? Um, but it just it, it just was never a priority in my life. Um, but I always loved the other side of it, you know. I always loved... Even as a kid, I'd get a sticker book and you just get all the goal scorers there, the top yeah. goal scorers in. I'd memorise them all and like, I was always a proper little star. I remember stuff now from playing football managers and stuff like that. Um, you know, stats and players and names. I was always good like that. And I, I do think that's part of, the, part of being being a good manager. You know, knowing knowing your opponents, knowing what's what, knowing players' history. Um, and I got, I got kind of sucked into it. Like Chris Plummer was in, he's just come back to help me. He was my old manager. Performing, he's exiting under 21, playing the Premier League, playing Championship. Um, and he says, Look, you know, come, come and help us out. Him and the chairman was on at me to help out Peter Resort. So I went in to help him out six or seven games, I think, the end of the season, to try and give him a little push. Because um, I'd, I'd just done my knee, I'd had an operation on my knee, so I wasn't doing anything. I was only 33. Um, but I really had no ambition to play again. I was getting old, I was getting fat. And um, I, I I went in and I, I was kind of a setup, mate. You know, Plums knew he was jacking. Um, Tommy, Tommy knew the chairman then knew that he was gonna, you know, he wanted me in. And I just got hooked, you know, in that like in that little period. I didn't know what I was up to. I didn't, I, I didn't know what we wanted to do. I suppose we thought, you know, we could probably get up to step four with my contacts locally. Um, and that's probably where it, you know it, it would have stopped with Tommy, to be honest with you. Because he, he just didn't have enough to push the club any further. But then Grant came in, you know, pushed us along. He's done a fantastic job. Um, but yeah, that's that's really I just got hooked on it. I got hooked on um, you know, being in the changing room and setting things up and thinking about things, you know, and then the players I think that I could get the success we could have. Um, obviously, every manager thinks that, don't they? And if you're not thinking that, you, you shouldn't be a manager. If you're not thinking about what you can do, not what you're going to do, what you can do, mm. then that's the problem. Do you know what I mean? Um, but we had a lot of success initially. And, you know, it me. It's great to hear that you said, like, you know, you think it's safe if you get yourself into a lot of trouble, you know, in the younger years. I mean... As it made you hear a lot of times sports that uh, you know you, you find a, a love and a passion and it does save a lot of people from going down the wrong paths you see it there was a tv program i think on the bbc like last season it was about like the youngsters in london you know they're, they're being brought up in the estates and they're getting themselves into trouble but then they find a love for sport and it's great to hear that you know someone like yourselves has brought so much success by doing that 
Yeah, but mate, I, to be honest with you, um, but I, I, I had two or three times where I should have got, you know, I, I got in big trouble and I got lucky really. And I, you know, I had to make a decision what I was going to do in my life, mate. You know, I, I, I know a lot of people say that. I was always a hard worker. I was always done my apprenticeship carpentry, but it was soon as Thursday Friday got there, it was just happening and happening and happening. And I had a lot of luck and... Yeah, it all, all comes back to I lost my mum at 13. I lost my mum at 13 in cancer. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I always refused to do it. And then what happens when you do start to have a beer, like you, you, you pent everything up. And when, it, when you do it, just, yeah. it just unleashes, mate. Do you know what I mean? It just unleashes and it just, it was just a crazy, crazy period in my life. And I, I know a lot of people in the football circles, I mean, some round, it, round my area know the story and know me. Um, but, like a lot of people, they don't, they don't, they don't know where where I come from, really. But I don't really talk about it either. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's like it did. It, it was. Uh, I mean, a lot of people take it as a child, like they, they saved them 15, 16. It wasn't that for me. It was when I got older, mate. You know, it just give me that discipline. It just give me that discipline because I'm someone. If I do something, I commit to it. I do it properly, and that's what I. I mean, there's still moments, but. That's really what what it did for me. It stopped me. It just two nights of the weekend. I couldn't I couldn't get in trouble. And then Saturday, so as you get older, you come out of it, don't you? You get out of it bit by bit. And now I've got four kids, nine nine and under. Um, I had a Dalmatian. Now the other day, I've gone and picked two more puppies up. I didn't even want them. When, is that what the yapping is in the background right now? It's not anyone's speaker right now, is it? <laughs> not the missus, but. <laughs> It's like, it's just... Make sure she doesn't hear that a, part, a bit on the podcast, all right? She's <laughs> listening somewhere, but... It's just, um, you know, it's, life's just, it's just so different now. And it's, like, as well, to be honest with you, you know, football still plays a massive part in that. You know, it does. Uh, it's. I mean, we appreciate you sharing that with us. You obviously can tell by you just going through it. It's a bit of a, an emotional pass through. So thank you for sharing that. No, I was just thinking about things as I'm going through it. You know, yeah. I can't tell you what I did. You no, know, no, no one ever talked to me again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but what I'd say is, I was never. You know, it was never. It was never robbing or stuff like that. It was never. I was never a thief. I, I never believed in that. But I just. I was sitting there just thinking about it, like what I went through because you don't reflect enough, do you? You know, and it's. Oh, that's what you can tell. Yeah. It was just a mad time, mate. Mad time. Yeah. So what are you what are you like on the on, on the on the touchline? Um up and down, mate, I think. Um, all these you say keep yourself level and all that. I think that's a load of bollocks, I'll be honest with you. Um <laughs> Peter. Like I'm I'm emotional. Um I'm not I really don't think I'm someone who gets on at refs. I think unless I think a ref's really, really if he acknowledges, my other thing with refs is they acknowledge me and say, you know, I'm, I messed up, I'm done, I'm done with it. You know, we, we, that's humans, we all do that. Even if it's after game, even if watching the video two weeks later, I'm done with it. You know, what's the point? You can't affect it. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think you get, I've, I've never been booked. I've never been booked in seven years. Like, further, staff have been sent off. To be honest with you, um, you know, when they do annoy me, I'll send the assistant in, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'll say, go and have a chat with him. Um, That's where you pull rank, yeah? Yeah, but I, 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 I've got a snap in me. I wouldn't say I'm a... 
I'm far from a boy, but the boys know. Um, you know, they, they they know the score. Do you know what I mean? If I, if, if I go there, then you know, I'm you. Ninety-nine times out of hundred, there's no issue. That's no, good to hear. Um, so just uh, let's talk, so you, you touched on um, joining Peter Sports as a manager in uh, it was it 2015 and you were in step six at the time and you said you thought then when you joined you'd get them at least up to step four. So what made you sort of take on that role as manager? Like what what drew you to a club? What what was the sort of uh, reason you you thought right yeah let's give this management lark a go? Well, it's something I've always loved, James. I said that then I you the football. Yeah. That, I've always loved playing Kevin Keegan's player manager and all the Premier manager, all the games you can think of. I just loved them. I was always loved them. Um, growing did up. you always sit there thinking, "Yeah, I can never go at that." I'm gonna do it yeah, I team. did, and I always, I, do you know what? Yeah, I always. Everyone thinks they talk sense, right? I always thought I talk sense. I always thought I had a good. Um, sorry, me or some creeping in there. I always thought I had a good opinion, but everyone does that. It doesn't. It doesn't mean I have James. Um, you know, and it, it was something I always fancy doing. Um, the reason I got into it at that time, the only reason I went in, I said no five times, is because I was in a situation in my life, like I'm a carpenter, like I say, I'm a carpenter by trade, but I was renovating an house. We'd done that, we was waiting to sell it, and I was, I was just, I was getting into bad habits. You know, I was putting a little bit of weight on. And I weren't doing out. I'd been wait. I'd had me up. I weren't doing out. It was your missus, to be fair, mate. She kept pushing me. You know, she goes, "Look, you got something to give. Go and give it." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but not in a bad way. Not because she didn't want me around. We get. Oh, you we got, got a good, good girl behind you. <laughs> yeah, we got. We get on our canals on fire. She supports me with all my football. She was just like, "Look, this is something. This is something you could be good at." You know, go and have a go. Um, and it was just timing, really. You know. Peter Sports, if you've ever been there, you'd know it's not it's not a fashionable club. Um, we've got a lot of respect locally now, but we've earned it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so that's that's really like it was her who kept going and going and going at me to to go and do it, James. And I honestly I said no to her five times, I said no to Tommy Plums five times. <laughs> The day-to-day aspects of the management just being around the club all the time? Well, it depends. You know what you were just saying, you stress at the beginning, of it. I know you've got a lot on, you know, on your mind, but it depends. Like, Jurgen Klopp said something, and it's, it's, it's the truest thing, it's the most important thing in your life, apart of the unimportant things, right? Because really, it's the game, isn't it? You know, it's become it's yeah, it's become a job for me now. You know, like it has, but in your life, really, after family, it's there. It's it it's um it's really really important. But at the minute, it's like I'm not in a minute. I'm renovating a flat. I'm trying to get it done so I can have the kids a little bit in the summer holidays. Um, these puppies come in now. I've got four little jobs nine under who need me. Um, and it's just trying to make it all fit at the minute. It's really difficult. Look, I'm sure well, my missus as well, she's working. She's got a summer shows on and stuff like that, doing a dance and teaching. At the minute, it's mental. But when it settles down, you know, it's... I do, I love going down the club. I love the fans, I love the people. I love that we've, you know... I mean, we don't get big gates. I think we average, average three, four, seven last year. When I took over, it was 40. Do you, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, we've not got big crowds for the level. But hopefully that'll go up again now, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can get someone near 500. 
Um, but from where we've where we've come from, for us, it's a big deal. I know we get stick for it and all the rest of it, but I don't really care about that side of the stick. Um, but yeah, I do. I love I love people coming in and you know love what we're doing. I always always try to make make time for them. If you know if someone someone wants something from me through Peter Sports. You know, if they think Peter Sports is a big deal, I try and make them feel like a bigger deal because, you know, we really appreciate that. Jimmy, I was going to say, there's a few little parallels between yourselves and spending more town with a rise from the same sort of level, yet next year you're going to be playing them, you know, in the National League North. I don't know spending more's history, to be honest with you, mate. I know, um, I mean, the, the parallel for us, you know, like, like I said, I was... Uh, I was whinging about it before we come along. The paragraph for us really through the levels was South Shields. Yeah. You know, they were step six, we were step six, and they shot off and we was, you know, we was at the Vars together, but we went out, they got to the final and got beat. Um, but you know, they was full time and we, we were both top of the league when the COVID hit at step three. Um, you know, but they they, they went um they went full time, so it's not a parallel, but they're the side that we was going through the leagues with, and you know, if you look at it, I mean, they went up to three, and I think we were stuck at four. And if you look at it, to beat them to step two, you know, it shows how fantastic the achievement is. Um, the thing, the reason I know spending, well, that's where the the style for the lads are in it. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's what's pointed them out to me. Um, you know, like they, they, I think, um, yeah, they've, they've had a lot of success. I, I know reading, they fancy it again this year. But spending more, um, yeah, I, I, I think if we get our first eleven out, we'll compete. Um, but we do need to keep players fit. It's interesting you say about Stell Shields because um, one of our usual contributors, Chris, he, he he's playing that weird sport called cricket over the summer, so he doesn't actually uh, take part in any of these. But he's South Shields fan, and um, he actually thinks it was a mistake for them to go full time, and he thinks if they'd stayed to their previous model of the part time. He thinks they probably would have ended up getting that promotion. So you know, it's interesting as you say that like you you've got there first, and you were sort of keeping comparisons with them. And uh, you know, I'm sure if he was on the line, he would say, you know, it's an interesting thought to um to say because he really thinks it was a mistake to go full time this early. Oh, it's, and, and, at step three, I know they can afford to do it, but it's like you've just made the point. Is there really, really a need for it? At step three, do you know what I mean? Is there really need, a need to do it? Um, I think on that point, Jimmy, is where you look at Macclesfield at step four this year that have gone for um, full-time. You know, and again, they get people through the gate, but do you need to be full-time at step four? If you ask me, mate, you don't. You know what I mean? I, I, I can obviously see the pros of it. And it's something, you know, we're getting to a stage now, something we've got to think about. We're competing mm. again. Yeah. Seven, eight, seven, eight teams. I know the chairman's on about, which I, I don't like it, but he's on about putting the 3G. 3G in the next three years. Now, if he does that, the, the club will support, it'll support on his post-16 academies, which generate a lot of money, um, which is what I opened. Well, I, mean, everyone, like I was saying, everyone goes about money. I had to open one of them to, to pay the budget at step four. Um, put all the graft in for that on Sundays, but you could potentially open that, and then then it's something you could think about, isn't it? You know, um, at step two, it's something that I've never thought about. But the closer you get to it, Trevor, you know, mm-hmm. like you start, you know, you start to plan and you start to think, how could this work? But at step, four, look, my opinion, I don't. Who's doing it? At step four, Macclesfield. Uh, Macclesfield again it's never started with the money in it my mm. opinion Brian let's just say it I think it's ridiculous I think it's ridiculous 
know, step That's forward. a beauty of opinion, mate, because we've all said it plenty of times this season. We, we've discussed Macclesfield, and as I said, Chris thinks that going South Shield's going full-time, and Macclesfield, we've all said it when they announced it in one of our episodes. We were like, is this crazy? Yeah, they're getting the numbers back, but they're still uh, a non-league club. Yeah, and um, step, step three, like, there's... You're on the periphery of it, aren't you? You know, you are, I, I, there's there's an argument for it, especially if you've got that money, you know. But but step um, step four, I think it's ridiculous, boys. To be honest with you, I, I, I remember going back there. I mean, to me, it was like the Premier League back then. Yeah. Um, I'd never ever think, you know, that's viable at that level, especially with all the extra leagues going in. It's getting weaker and weaker. It's getting thinned out more and more. Yeah. I mean, really, step four's like the old step five to me now when, when you're in it. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not um, a fantastic standard, is it? And we've always said it's like the calibre of play you're getting because are you actually going to get people that are full-time that are a decent calibre to get you out or would you prefer to have the sort of part-time that could give their time at the weekend to play football on a Tuesday, Wednesday night, train a couple of times a week, they're going to be better than someone that's maybe a full-time footballer that's been released from academies, released from clubs for a reason. Well, this is it. If, if, if you're full-time... James, at step four, you're not going to get the best full-time player either. If you're part-time at step four and you're paying a lot of money, you could get the best part-time player, couldn't you? Yeah. You could, because part-time football is really, you know, a lot of them, if they're done, if they're, if they're done with a pro game, they want the coin. They do, and they'll, they'll follow that. If you're a full-time pro and you want to be a professional, are you really going to go and do that at step four? No, exactly. You know, do you know what I mean? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No, you, you've got a complete point. And you even look at Mark with Dawkin, he, he could easily have turned them full-time this summer, but he hasn't. He's kept them as a semi-pro club. And, you know, you look at you look at the story that Dawkin Wonders have been on, he could easily have done that and he hasn't because I think he agreed exactly like you. Are you going to get that calibre of player? Yeah, he's done a great job, mate. I, I didn't even know the story. I didn't even know it. And then when when they went up, um, you know, I thought it was just us, really, to be shot. But Jimmy, it. you have to listen to episode one of the summer specials <laughs> and you'll know the whole story. Yeah, so no. And, Andy, <laughs> Andy's done a, a, um, a, a thing in here. Gary Setchell was telling me about it. 
And he doesn't like amateurs on YouTube. Yeah, it's all on yeah. YouTube. So if you want, it, that's a long time. I'm saying you need to listen to our one, mate. It'll, you'll get done in an hour. You'll know the history. The other one, you have to hour episodes every week. So, you know, it's down to you. If you want to sit there and watch 30 odd episodes, or you get an hour long, Premier and Only podcast got your back, mate. As soon as this is finished, I'm putting it straight on. Good man. There you go. And now, what's that for a plug, guys? Hey, what do you think? Jimmy is encouraging the people of Peterborough and the that's National it. North to listen to it. Um, Jimmy, so let, let's move on to like this sort of this past few years, obviously. We had that dreaded C word that has um, sort of ruined non-league football in some sort of ways and really disrupted. Um, tell us how Peterborough Sports were when the first sort of null and void sort of started. Where were you, where were you in the league? Were you top of the league? Were you mid-table? Yeah. What, what was happening? Yeah, well, you know, like we're a few years down the road now, so I'm, I'm going to talk budgets for the first time as well, what we was actually spending that year. Um, because, you know, a lot's talked about Peterborough Sports and what we spend and what we know I was saying it before, weren't it? Um, and I fell up listening to it. That year, like, um, I'll talk about them all. I mean, we had about 14, 1,500 quid when we was at step four, we finished 12th. The, the new chairman come in, Grant, he put us up to 1,800 quid a week at step four. This is just bringing us into this way you're talking about. Um, and me and Riz, I put in 100 quid each. Like I say, I had the burger van, that's where that came from. I bought the burger van to put it into the club. Um, we won step forward two grand a week. I think we finished on 2,100 quid because we signed someone. And even that year was competing against Corby's, Bedford's, um, Bromsgrove Sporting, who had eight, 900 fans a week. You know, big mm. cuts. And then we went up and the budget we had this season, yeah, it was two and a half thousand pounds a week. And um, we just wanted to stay up. We thought we could do a little bit more than that. We, we just wanted to stay up. We started slow. We started really slow. Um, and then we just picked up a bit, a little bit of momentum. I think it was around October time. We made a change to the side. Um, we've, we've won a, a player who's playing up front. We brought him into midfield because we had injuries. And we went on a run. And when COVID actually came, uh, we was 33 games in the season, still two and a half grand a week. And I've got all the ledgers and the, and the bank things to prove it. Um, and we, uh, we was top. We was top when we got no avoided. Now, if you could imagine our broken heart, broken-hearted you would be thinking that's going to be your only opportunity really, do you know what I mean, to do that in my head, obviously the chairman knew we could go further I didn't um, so it was a real, real tough one a real tough one to swallow um, do, you think, do you think Jimmy they, they made the decision too soon to null and void? yeah, 100% I mean, look, at the end of the day if, if I just, and I, I, you know, I was big on this at the time, I was still saying, we got up anyway I, I still say it now they took the easy option. They took the easy option. When you look at the league, you had 80% of every league wanted it over because there was there was near the bottom or there was there was mid-table, they're spending money for nothing. The teams that were in the playoffs, what they should have done, they should have done some kind of points per game job. And by the way, we would have gone third then, you know, because it was the team that would have won the league, in my opinion, that year was Royston. Um, they was third, Tamworth was second. We would have gone third into a playoff scenario. Because uh, they played 31 and they won 32, I think. Royston were the best side that year. Um, and in pre-season, they should have given you two, three weeks to get ready and then play it out. Do you know what I mean? Play it out. Be creative, you know, do something different. But when, when something different comes along, like a virus like that, you have to do something different, not you know, just be stuck in the mud, have your heels in the mud. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really think, for me, the Southern League and the Northern League, I suppose, it really exposed how one-dimensional their thinking is at the time. Like, I, I don't know it was dangerous and all the rest of it. It was, it was that period. But 
we came back anyway. Do you know mm. what I mean, Pete? We, yeah. we came back and played football anyway. So what difference would it really have made? It's not as though we didn't... We, the next year, we only played six league games. I think we won two, drew three and lost once. Again, started quite slow. Um, but we got to the, we we stayed our season stayed active till February because we got to the last six in the trophy. We lost to Oxford City, which was it was a fantastic release at the time. Like everyone else is locked up and can't do anything, and we was getting out to go out train three times a week. Um, you know, and every once a month we'd have these big games. You know what I mean, you know, day out on the coach and all the rest of it. No one else was getting that. Yeah. Um, but that's that's that was always that was always my argument. We've come back anyway. You know, don't just give up on it. You think the investment, I mean, ours, say 30 weeks at two and a half grand, whatever that is, what's that, 60, 70, 80 grand, something like that. But you've got other clubs, our budgets that year, I think seven, eight grand a week. And I mean, they weren't anywhere in the league anyway. But you imagine that, you imagine making that investment, 240 grand, 200 grand. South Shields investment, I wouldn't even dare to say what that is. Yeah, full time. A lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, full time. You know, manager's staff. And South Shields would have pissed that league that year. They would have pissed it. Yeah. They had pissed it. You imagine being told um, that money, that every penny you've spent, it means nothing. Yeah. I mean... Well, and that's the thing we were saying because COVID kind of brought us to us as a podcast together. That's when we started this podcast. Trev, me and Pete do Worthing's podcast. We're Worthing fans. So we were in exactly the same position. Mm. Uh, Chris was obviously a Shields fan. Trevor was a local sort of non-league football blogger. So it's all brought us together. And we all agreed that like this non-league, this sort of null and void was just the most ridiculous decision because, you know, it affected so many people like, you know, all you would have wanted, as you said, like we were top of the league. We, 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 as you say about South Shields, we were pissing the league as well. And to have it ripped away from us and not even have the opportunity to finish it off, as you say, I think Pete, was it 34 games we had played at Worthing or something? 34, like that? yeah. 34. Cause, so yeah, because how I was, close that is. Yeah, I was going on, look at all the money I've spent and I've, I've gone to 34 friendlies, basically. Jimmy, turn that noise off, mate. Sorry, he's out again. It's called Pete's time, mate. I can't, can't really hear it. No, I was just saying that I, I, you know, I was saying in those first podcasts that we've done that, um, yeah, I basically, you know, and, and a lot of fans must have felt the same. I went to every game home in a way. So I went to 34 friendlies and it's, uh, yeah, we know, mate. You, it was a you, bit you of, telling us, yeah. It was a bit, it was a bit, <laughs> it was a bit annoying. Well, it's the biggest thing as well about that is the clubs. The clubs who had that success that season at Step 3, the, the, the original COVID year, right? So you had us, Tamworth, and... Um, I mean, I couldn't go right for it, but you had us, Tamworth, and Royston. Like, we was right in it in our league. In the Northern League, you had South Shields and you had um, Baseford. Um, when you get your heart broke like that, which goes for all the clubs I've just mentioned, it's so hard to keep that momentum in your club. It's so hard to keep your club bouncing. And I think the biggest compliment that I can give the players and even myself and the chairman and the club is somehow we managed to, we managed to keep, keep it going. Tamworth was back in relegation last year. Royston had a surge at the end and they come on and show the quality. But they struggled last year for big parts of it. Basically, was in a relegation battle. Um, obviously, South Shields didn't go up, but they was close. Um, so the only one out of that, out of all the teams who were successful in the Southern and Northern, who, Northern who, who kept at it was us. And, it, you know, that in itself is, you know, Banbury come from nowhere as well. Colville, you know, they, they was falling away badly in the first, the first, um, the COVID year after being real good at the beginning. But they, um, you know, they've, they've, they've come back into it. So that was, 
that was one of the biggest successes of that period for us was somehow over the three years, keeping that momentum of the football club going, keep being successful. Because um, it was really, really tough, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Did you, did you, was you able to keep the main part of your squad together? Did you lose many players or did you have to rebuild or? Well, so what happened, you know, we kept the same, we kept the majority. We made three, four changes in the summer, um, a few more this year, because obviously we've done 30, 40% because we've gone up. Um, but we, we, we keep the, the main core. But what's happened over the two years, lads, is, and I didn't realise this last year, until till the middle of the season, really, because that bounce we had was carrying us again, is although we keep the boys, we probably had them in the pump and their prime going into COVID, if we only knew it. But whether they didn't do anything for two years, you got a lot of these boys like Josh Mormon, Lewis Hilliard, Johnny Hurd, um, who's going in 30, 31. Um, they picked up injuries they never got before. You know, they aren't saying which one, but, they get little bellies that they never had at 28, 27, 28, and then they struggle to get rid of them. And these these things, that's where that's where COVID caught us. It wasn't yeah. that we could keep players. Mm. It was the same the side effects. Like Josh Mormon, you know, if if he could handle the intensity we do things, I know you are probably unfamiliar with him, he'd be playing every week for us. But he can't, so you know, he's 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 had to take a backward step to a level where He's, yeah, the demands are big on his body. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have had a bit of that. Like we had it with, I'd say, four or five players. You know, one of them now he's still, he's, you know, he's come back. He's having, he's having a good preseason. He's having a go at it. Fair play to him. Um, but that's that's what that's what took it out of us with COVID. It weren't losing players like what some clubs did. It was they. It, it felt like because it was one day here and then your next football match is here. You forget about the bit in the middle. But it was over two years, wasn't it? Mm. And a and lot I, I think as well, Jimmy. A lot of a lot of fans wouldn't think about that side effect below the national league, where it's practically full time. You know, underneath that, you couldn't go to a gym and, like you say, lose your belly and, and stuff like that. It's picked up, and people have had to carry that forward, and then now start thinking about how do I get rid of it? But it's a little too late, isn't it, for some of them? Yeah, it is. And once you think that, that a body's a, a body likes repetition, doesn't it? Whether you're fat, you're skinny. If you're fat yeah. and you start exercising, it hates it because it hasn't done it. And if it's skinny and you start eating it, don't like it, you get full, you, your belly feels strained. Like your body wants repetition. And when you play football every weekend of your life, by your summer for what, 15 years, 20 years, I don't even know. And then you go and not play for two years. When you come back, you're going to break. Mm. You're going to break. A lot of you are going to break. And I think that's what Banbury got right last year where we trusted a lot of the, you know, the old guard, so to speak, they they went and rebuilt. They got a load of good kids. I mean, the manager there, uh, Andy Wing, he'd he done a great job, great recruitment. Mm. Players I went having, to be honest with you. Um, one of them, Chris Ray, played the year before for Russian Diamonds against us, beat him 4-0. He worked very good. I told him that when I seen him last year, and he played against us last year. He's off his dad, Chris Ray, played for Arsenal. Um yeah, he's unbelievable. Now he's just got today. He's been announced at the South End. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. down to Wingy. Do you know what I mean? Wingy, Wingy done that recruitment. He did that job. He got the boys from Russian Dons. He weren't really doing a lot. Turned them into title winners by twenty points. And I think that's maybe, you know, maybe where I missed the boat a little bit. And I went to the chairman at the end, end of last year, and I just said, look, you know, we're kind of 
we've uh, you've, you've made this investment now because we had a couple contract boys injured. Um, we've made this investment, but we need to. But a bad defeat, Lois off it was depressing, and he was trying to pick me up. And I just thought, look, with this father, I've got two months. I need to go and get some. You know, I, I, I need some help here. Do you know what I mean? I won't with the goalkeeper we got in. I won't happy with the. Um, I wasn't happy with the team, to be honest with you. I wasn't happy with the midfield, the dynamic. So I went out and he let me get a right back, a goalkeeper, a referee, all of our level. Not, I'm not bringing in superstars, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just that fresh impetus, four players. Peter Crook in online from Boston, Lamin Sheriff, Kai Marsh Brown, um, Azar Bayes, and these four boys come in and they just they just give us that energy again. And you start thinking the last month down into it, you start thinking, we've got a chance of it. Do you know what I mean? If we can get second. No one's going to beat us at home now. Um, and that's, that's, how, that's how we pull through, to be fair. Again, credit to the chairman, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you said, obviously, you got second, you got the home playoffs. What, what, was, what, what was the feelings around? Like, what, how did you promote, how did you sort of prepare for the, the playoffs? You know, you, know, you knew you were on a good run at the time. You got, you got second, you got the home advantage. What do you do as a manager? Um, well, we had rhythm, we had momentum, we had form. You know, I mean, I keep my eyes fit. Do you know what I mean? Um, Alvaro Church did the double overs in the league. They're stuck in on the last day. Good manager there. Good young side. No fear. Um, you know, that was we won the Russian Diamonds. We just beat them in the cup final. We beat them four or five times that season. They was there all season, and then the last day of the season, Alvaro Church just went like that. Bang! One point above them, two points above them. So they had momentum going into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what I would say, the two times they beat us, we weren't right, we weren't at it, we weren't strong, we had a few players missing. This time when we played them, we never had anyone missing, do you know what I mean? And they had a key centre-half missing. Um, so, you know, if, if you get beat, you've got to learn from it. And I did that the two times they beat us. We worked on stopping them, but how we could still impose ourselves. And you talk about the environment and um, being nervous and that. and like, That was our biggest crowd at the time, 800 ever. Um, and you could feel it buzzing around, but I just, I don't know, I went out and I watched the boys warm up. I just watched them warm up. And you, I, you know, when you just know, you just, you just know, you just feel like, it must, like I always dreaded playoffs. Like we've only ever won leagues. We've won, we've won three leagues and then all of a sudden we come second. We're in this playoff scenario. I always dreaded it. I always thought, how can, how can your whole season hinge on one game? Do you know what I mean? Like you, it's a lottery, isn't it? Yeah, you've done, it is, in, in essence it is, you've done this for, um, I don't even know, 42 games and it's coming down to, you lose your season's over, like, that would hurt me more than COVID because at least with COVID, I knew we couldn't have done any more, do you know what I mean? I knew we hadn't been beat apart from by this this virus, um, but the playoffs, if we had, like, it's like, man, for the two weeks before, I couldn't sleep. Honestly, I couldn't see it. We just had a newborn. So the newborn would wake me up, you know, just the tick, the cry. But then the brain starts. And then you start thinking about players and teams and formations and opponents and all these things. Then I couldn't sleep. And I was just, I was a mess. But coming into that, I don't know, I've just got this zen, I've got this calmness. And I just thought, you know, let's have it. We're going to do this. Do you know what I mean? I did, honestly, that's the truth. Um, I just thought we're going to do it. It's, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy feeling, really. Well, you had a 2 0 win over Colville. Um, and it, from what I'd say, it was, from reading the reports, it was quite a comfortable one. Did you think uh, 
you would deserve it. Winners on that day was it was a two nil uh, more flattering for them. Do you think it could have been more? Yeah, well, what, listen, what I'd say on these, right, I'd say, I'll go back to the semi-final. Um, they played better than us in both games. Well, the first game we, we played better, but they they got they got a goal and won it. The second game, they battered us. Um, we should have gone in front. They battered us. That was right in the middle of that crisis period. Um, but we, it's why I've, I've brought Chris Plummer in with me this year, because I wanted to, I need a calmness with me. Do you know what I mean? I need a calmness with me. My team's the full head, full flow all the time. You know what I mean? Up, down. If we're doing it, I want to do it intense, crazy. You know what I mean? Um, so I brought him in that little bit of experience and that little bit of know, you know, know how sometimes comes. So he was two 0 up. You know, really comfortable in the game. Should have, should have been outside really. Um, and then we conceded one. We conceded one. It took a, a, a deflective free kick. It was um, took a deflection, and then from there they had two chances. Then after that. Peter Crook made a great save and they might have had a bad miss on the other. They should have equalised. They should have equalised. They didn't deserve to equalise, but they should have done. Um, and who would knows what would have happened going into the extra time if we blew a 2-0 lead. So we had we had that, we had that one. And then in the final, and you, you see what I'm telling you about that game now, because it's the same story. Went 2-0 up, really cut. They had a couple of moments, you know, a couple of halfies, but for me, there was only one team who was much the better team on the day. And they blasted us there in the season, 6-2. 6-2 they beat us, and that could have been 10-2. But we beat them in the league at home. Um, that's why I knew home advantage was that big. Whoever mm. got it out of us, they would have won. Um, but on the day, I thought, I really thought we outplayed them, you know, like, comfortable. We got um, we got an early goal. And like I say, they had a couple of moments where they was never really in the game. Went 2-0 up. Maybe could have gone three, four up. Um, then I sent her off. He's never done this before in his life. 35-year-old, I played with him. Now I manage him. Corner's going over at the back stick. You know, you watch the video. There's no real danger. You know, might get nodded back across goal. But probably wouldn't. And he goes like that. He puts his hand up and just flicks it on with his hand. And I was just thinking, what's going on here? They get a penalty. Billy Key. We're talking Billy Key now. Um, you know, League, league one, league two, scored loads of goals. Yeah, I, I can't swear, but you, you can imagine what I thought. I thought we're in trouble if they score. Yeah. <laughs> Crookie saves it. You know, he saves it. Great. Took him on loan from Boston. Saves it. We're all laughing, joking. Trying to get that bit of composure back. Um, then the game starts down again. We're playing. Exactly the same thing happens. A take free kick. Josh McCallum from nowhere. Mate, he's got the run on him. Ball probably ain't going to him, though. He's done a pullback. The referee's right both times. Penalty. He's put the ball down. He's gone the same way. The keeper saved it again. And then even after that, it's fouled to him. He's just got to kick it into an open goal. Billy Keys took an air shot, completely missed the ball. You know, and that's it then, isn't it? You know then, you know then it's your day. Um, yeah. But it was, like, in terms of, you know, the stats, the games, if you watched it, you'd say there was only one team going to win it. But we made really hard work of it for them. Mad 10 minutes in both games that we didn't need to do. And that's why I've looked at it this year and thought, you know, how, how can I get a bit of support? Because no one knows everything boys do they? No. It's, it's, it's obviously, I know a little bit from the success of us, but no one knows everything. I just hope these moments now, when we have these moments where we can go bang, pop, do something a bit different because my shouting and screaming don't seem to work. <laughs> I mean, you must have, what, what was the actual feeling to feel when you got it over the line and, you know, you've been promoted to the highest ever position, the people sports have been at. As a manager, like you said, you obviously said you get emotional 
Did you shed a tear? What was the feeling yeah, like? Were you like, unreal? Also like, as well, boys, we've got three years, yeah? Three yeah. years it's been going on. Three years, yeah. in my opinion, you know, we was we was the best. Yeah, we was in the top couple of teams. had a real chance of um, promoting. Over the three-year period, we were the best team in the league. Yeah. You know, there's no two ways about it. We was always in the mix. Um, so, you know, there's the, the, that outpouring of emotion. And to be honest with you, the first thing I wanted, there's a video of it. There's a video of it out there. Someone recorded me. I don't know who it was. They recorded me walk off. Everyone's running on the pitch. You're going mad and I'm getting pulled here and players trying to kiss me and I'm kissing them. And I just wanted my children. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, was, I was just looking for me little boy. And yeah, I cried. I did. I could cry now thinking about it, to be honest. Yeah, it's an emotional event, isn't it? Because, like, you know, I think, you know, we, we experienced the same thing at Worthing, you know, when we finally got it over the line, we were away at Bowers and Pitsy. Uh, we destroyed their 3G pitch rather than ours, which I think our chairman was quite happy about, to be fair. But it was just one of those things to actually get it over the line to think, it's like we say, the South Shields thing, you know, the connection, how gutted must you be as a South Shields fan? I know Chris is over it now and he's preparing for the new season, but, you know, if that had happened at Worthing, I think I'd have been so gutted because, and I'm just a fan, Imagine a manager, a player, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've I got a mate, he works at, um, he played for Kings, he played for Lower Stoff, he works at Posh now, Sam Gorgren. And he played for me for a short spell. Uh, he was fat and finished, so we did move him on quick, and I hope he's listening to this. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he's a great guy, but he told me at Lower Stoff, fourth time lucky to go up to the National North, fourth to, four playoff percent lost on the chop. Like, That's you wonderful. know, I got. <sighs> I, I think I think I'm Jack, mate. I know they say, I know they say all this. You know, you got to stick with it and you got to carry on. I can do that if I'm, you know, 15, 13, 12, You know, and you think you know, get players in four playoff scenarios to go up on the trot, like the fourth time lucky to lose three on the trot. I mean, what result? I don't even know the manager was, but what result those players and that manager showed to stick at it and get? Because the hangover, the hangover, it must. I don't know. It must. It must be horrible. Boston have lost a couple, haven't they, at finals now? Yeah. yeah. After three, four years. Yeah, they're a massive club, Boston. Like, yeah. it, it must be tough. It must be. Yeah. So you're in the National North now. What did you think about the alignment? Were you hoping for a South or were you quite happy with National North? Because obviously you're right on that sort of borderline, aren't you, where it could be one way or the other? No, I think, I think we're, if, if you've actually done it, we're probably the eighth highest, you know. I wish we were in the South because I think it's a lot weaker. I think yeah, a lot we, Trev and I was discussing that off air earlier. We think it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that's some of the clubs that are we going to be playing as peak as I'm sure we will wait and see. But I think they're going to be, uh, they could easily be in the Isthmian or step four, but they've just sort of been able to be in that league, keep the numbers in. Yeah, I, I think, look, I think there is a bit, bit of that in the south. Um, you know, if you look at the demographic, you got a lot of teams like in a little, in a little park around London. Obviously, you got a flu out, but you got a load within two, three hours of that, like. Or took a couple of hours of that. Like our our travels, you know, it goes right up to Blythe, across to Preston, um, Blackpool's teams around Blackpool's Fields, Liverpool teams, yeah. and then you go across to teams near Wales, mm -hmm. um, and then you go the other way to Kings Lynn, which obviously a local one for us. But the demographics, you know, it's it's crazy big. Um, you know what I'd say as a beginner and as a fan. I'm glad we're in the north because you get all these, you know, not for York, by the way. So I hope the fans don't have a go at me, but I've got York's gone up because that would have been lovely to experience. Yeah. Um, we got a great, massive club, great ground. 
Um, but the, the teams we get to, I think there's, there's, a, there's a host of ex-football league clubs. There's a host of full-time clubs. Mm. They're, they're, yeah, they're fantastic experiences. We went to Boston um, about four years ago. We beat them 2-0 when we stepped four. They were stepped two then. Beat them 2-0 away in the FA Cup. I caught them at a bad time and done a good job on them. But I remember looking around the ground, the old York Street, and I just remember thinking, wow, do you know what I mean? Like, this is real football. And all my experiences this season are going to be that now. They're going to be like these massive grounds, like football, these grounds that have graced the Football League. Like, you know, I, I, I get to go and manage there. I get to bring them teams and them fans to us. The negative of that is it's going to be a lot harder to, to be successful. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know, but yeah. you, can't, you can't have it all, boys, can you? Yeah. Well, is, is, is your ground... Your ground all prepared for the step up, is it? Yeah, it's all. It's, I think. Um, I think they've got to do a little bit of work. Uh, the ground's not very good, mate. There's no. There's no point. There's no point me getting on here and saying, you know, the facilities. I mean, I tell players that I'm going to sign, um, but it's it's not very good. It's not. Um, and to be honest with you, the things like the pitch and that that I've always moaned about through the through the levels because. I was talking about this the other day. I always, I always thought that when the ball dropped in any of these leagues, when we get into our front and six, we'll beat anyone. Like we're, we're, we're the best at it. Banbury came into it last year. That was exceptional. But as a rule, like we, you know, we tore teams to bits once that ball dropped. So we wanted a slick, fast-playing pitch. But this year is the first year where I've looked at it and you know, obviously we're not going to be that team anymore. We're not going to be the best the best team at you know, attacking spaces and one-on-ones. And... Um, so the facility actually this year, it's, I think I think it'll work for us. I do. Mm. I think it'll work for you. Know, like the same way Plough Lane worked for Wimbledon. You know. Mm, yeah. We worked. We read uh, in a non-league paper this past weekend with you and uh, speaking that you were saying the chairman had to calm you down about the budget and stuff like that. Have you found that quite hard to work with? Yeah. Well, see, so, so going back to it, it's, it's where we get all this. Where where we've got all the stick, you know, because. We've signed a couple of players from Kettering, um, who by their own admission have got a bottom budget in the league. Um, so, you know, we've, we've, we've obviously, we've had to do something to get and we've given a little bit more, but initially, like, we had a 20% increase on, on what we had and it weren't miles above the budget that I told you. You know, it was, it was, it was more, but it weren't miles above the budget that I told you about when we first went up the two and a half grand, yeah? Um, so... I got an, I got a I got a small increase in, that in the last season to get some players in for the last two months, and then we got another twenty percent on that. Yeah, um, and I remember speaking to a lad who was playing at Boston. He just been released from Boston. We went in with an offer for him. Um, I got a text message on my phone. Um, we went in with an offer, and I thought, you know, he, I thought it was a good offer. He would have been at the time probably our paid player at the club. And he just goes, look, he goes, I'm interested, mate. But I can't sign for a deal like that. Do you know what I mean? So, and straight away, you know, like, we went for two or three of them. We just weren't getting anywhere with anyone, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, you know, and I, I just, I, I kind of just got on the phone. I said, Grant, I was on holiday, but I was spending most of the time on my phone. Because mm. what we had weren't good enough. We wouldn't have stayed in the division with it. Um, I just said, look, you know. And he goes, well, look, just, just, I just said, um, look, we just, oh, I can't do anything, do you know what I mean? He goes, well, look, find some targets, let's go from there, do you know what I mean? We got a couple of initial targets, didn't come off. Um, you know, fair as well, because they're at 
you had a, a bigger club, um, you know, you, you know, buy their own admission and can pay more. And it's fair enough, we'll pay as much and obviously they offer a lot more, do you know what I mean? The facilities and all the rest of it. Um, but then the next, the next, the next ones that we heard, we heard there might be some availability of the two boys from Kettering. Um, and we got into them, we moved fast. Like there was other big clubs, like big clubs into them, but there was, you get two markets in the summer, you get the players market, which is just after the season's ends. And then you come into the market now, which is the club's market. When players haven't been sorted out, they soon start dropping their demands. Do you know what I mean? Oh, That's yeah. the truth. Well, we did our business in the players market because if we didn't do that, we had to pay a small premium for these boys. Um, but if we didn't do that, we wouldn't have got the players. Now, the truth is, and this is what does my and what I was saying earlier, you know, we're getting stick for this and that because we've signed two players from Kettering. Yeah, Kettering, by their own admission, had one of the smallest budgets in the league. Um, they finished eighth last year. They didn't, they didn't, um, they didn't win it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they really overachieved and done well. And the chairman's made these made these deals happen for us. Now, the two boys, I think they're two fantastic players and they're really going to help us. They should get a little bit of perspective here. You know, they, they, they play at the club from step six on their old ground. Um, they didn't offer anything more than us, really, than probably a couple of hundred fans a week. Um, you know, and probably we pay them a little bit more because I'd imagine if you go across the board, the rest of our players from where we come from probably got less than what they got. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's how we balanced it. And we're getting, we've got all this stick. The other boys have signed. Kane Felix, he's had fantastic pedigree at the level. Um, he was captain at Geisley, but he broke his foot last year and Geisley got relegated. He lives in Peterborough. Sensible, a sensible sign, sure. Yeah. Um, Peter Crook, I just told you what a hero he is for us, didn't I? You know, played two penalty saves on the night in last season. Another one who, um, he'd been on Boston's bench for two years. Now, I think he's a lot better than that. I do. I think, I think, he, I think he's better than that. I think he's going to prove it this year. I think he'd be a fantastic signing for us. Um, Again, it's not someone who was in, you know, right at, right at the top of the game. And Nathan Fox, he won the league a couple of years ago with um, Kings Inn when they won it. Lost me, son. I thought we just scored no goal. <laughs> but um, Skim Shush, I'm on a podcast, mate. Um, but again, he, last year, he didn't play a lot from Buxton, step three from January, February onwards. Now, so we've got the two come in who are proven. Yeah, they're proven. There was like last season, they was on it, they've done real well. And, you know, we've done real well to get them. The other three, I think it's a good deal for both parties. Like they're coming in. We we back our environment. They've obviously got the pedigree, they've proven it, yeah. And we back our environment to come and get that bit more out of players. We've done it again and again and again, you know, with players who people's knocked on the head, finished. You know, we've we've got them in and they've, they've just They've just taken to it, taken to it. You know, even last year on that running, we got a couple. Kai Marsh Brown, Damien Sherry, fantastic players, but weren't doing anything. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's that, that's what we hope. We, we hope we can do it again. Like we've lit, we're littered with it. Mark Jones, yeah. Dion Deon Semi Ferris, all players who, for whatever reason, it weren't happening. And you get them in, you get that spark back. If we can get four good signings out of the five, if one don't work, because that's where we're at at the minute. Yeah, and then we'll have a good season if we if we only get one or two out of five. It's going to be a tough season. Well, we saw the betting odds have come out as saying your second favourites to go down. Do you think that's pretty unfair? Yeah, mate. I I think they're bollocks to be honest with you. And I, no, mm. no, not because we're brilliant. Um, there's another one that's come out with mid table. I just 
it's more the other side. So I can understand why some of the makers second favourites come down, come up via the playoffs. I get that, no issue. But you look at some of the other teams in that. I mean, and I, I just don't think they could be any further away. Like they encourage players and you know people at clubs to bet because anyone with any knowledge, inside knowledge, would know that they're miles away, wouldn't they? Yeah. You know, yeah. Scarborough. I think that Scarborough's bottom, didn't they? Yeah. Scarborough, did. come on. They're a big club, mate. They, they're going to they're gonna compete next year. Yeah, no, exactly. And it wouldn't take much to look at the club through pre-season's results. And I'm not going to mention any names because I want to get a shot, but who are, <laughs> who are at the minute who are going to struggle? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but they, they must not do their own. There was another one come out from Bet, Bet Victor and I thought that was a lot more accurate, but I'm happy with that, mate. I'm happy. It's yeah. better than being... Abuse, like I say, we, we signed them two boys from Kettering and we got slaughtered, absolutely slaughtered. Kings Lynn signed a player from Wrexham, who's probably the most affluent club in non league, played 50 times in the last two years, and everyone claps and well done, great signing. You know, it, it, that side of it pisses me off a bit. <laughs> it's annoying. So, what do you, Jimmy, what do you, what do you think you're going to do this season? Obviously, I like you say, yeah, what's the honest sort of thing? You know, not not trying to sign on the dotted line, but what what do you reckon the club will do this season? I think like, I think if we if we can keep players fit, right, that's obviously a, a real key one for us because we ain't got twenty equal players. I think, um, you know, I think we've got an eleven that can make us safe, you know, comfortably safe. Um, if, if you offer me, if I'm having this conversation next season as a step two manager, you know, we've, we've stayed up. I'm content, I'm happy, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, because next year, I know the level, I know the league, I know the players, um, I know more about what I'm going into. This year, I'm blind. and I, All the other levels I know a bit about because I've been in and around them all life. This one, I'm going in blind. Um, you know, it's that, that's me being honest. I can sit here and say, oh, I know this, I know that, we've done our own work. You know, I have done my own work as best I can, but um, then the day I've, I've never been involved in, in in step two, so you know I, I am working by them. And all all I can say is every every time we cross the line, you know, me and my players will be giving everything we've got, and, and I mean that. I mean, there'll be, be bad nights, mate. There's going to be bad nights. Mm-hmm. You know? Here's one: all the clubs turn up in coaches at step three. We didn't. We travelled, and you know we. We all have car sheds or this yeah. smashed up minibus that we've had. The one I bought, the one I bought, uh, the chairman gave me the money back when he came in for it. I mean, it was twelve hundred quid or fourteen hundred quid. So you imagine what states in five, six years later. There's, <laughs> there's, there's holes in the back. You, mean, you, haven't got, you haven't got someone to sponsor a new van or something. Step two football club. We don't, mate. I, 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 you know, if I was being critical of the club, I think that's one thing they could do more. Yeah, more of the, the you know, they could get. The commercial side of it. I, I, yeah, that's that's what I'd say. I just think there's been so many opportunities now. We've had so much success. Um, four four promotions in five seasons. The last sixteen of the trophies. The null and void. We was nationwide with the null and void news because we was the ones who were cheated. You know, talk sport, everything. We've had so many opportunities to go pop bang. Let's do something. And the chairman, you know, he, he makes it all happen. Fair play to him. You know, we did have a clubhouse two years ago when we had that trophy run. Didn't even have a clubhouse. He's got a clubhouse built. That makes a difference to him. Um, but I just, I just think we keep missing a trick with it. I do. You got the old boy Tony. He tries. He sells his game sponsorships for two hundred quid. 
Henry scratching the surface to what we could be doing. Yeah. I think that's what the man has done at Mark White. I think that's what he has done, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had, they've had um, local business sponsored players' monies and, you know, like all sorts. It's brilliant. Which we do. Like I get, like I say, when we was skimming at step four, I ran up 30 people with my phone and I sold, uh, I sold 30 boards or 25 boards at 300 quid each for three yeah. years. And that gave us seven and a half, eight, nine grand, got us a tracksuit for the players and then topped up the budget. That's what I've been through as a manager. That's what people don't understand. He yeah. talking to me about what we spend and what we do and what we don't. Yeah. You know, it's times when I've, I've, I've wanted to walk because it's been so difficult. But I think now, right now, like I, I just think there's, there's a real opportunity to capitalise on what we've done. And I, I just don't think we've done it well enough. I don't. Hopefully, hopefully it does come with this being at step two and, you know, you see what the house that Jimmy built sort of thing like that. And it kind of, uh, it gets a, a bit more commercial side of thing because that's, you know, we, we, we say it down at our club, you know, Pete said it, Trevor, we had conversations about it, sometimes frustrations, which, you know, seems such a blatantly obvious thing that they don't, they're not doing and to capitalise on it. I mean, Pete, we, we, we've still having numerous conversations about how the fans coach is going to be run next season. And to our supporters association chairman, it's driving, well, he's not got really any hair, but it's driving the little hair that he has got left out of his skull because he doesn't know what's <laughs> going to go on with it. It's frustrations like that, you get a non-league. Yeah, yeah, you do, mate. There's no two ways about it. Like, like I say, we never we never had one league coach journey last year. This year, the chairman, he's got us, I think, I think we're talking 15, so three, well, three overnight stays and probably 12 coach journeys. That's as adapting to the level. But they're, they're probably 1,500 quid each. Yeah. So that's, that's 15 grand, you know, probably more. Because I used to say, look, leave them, you know, they can pay for themselves to get there. Put it in my budget, put it in my budget, put it in my budget. That's what I used to say all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? About coach journeys and stuff like that. Like we'd always do it in the cup games because you get half the money back, didn't you? Yeah. It's like that's the play. And then the fans would top it up in the league. Um, but we, we we haven't. But that's that's just a, a, that's just an example of you know the financial pressure that the chairman's had to be under straight away. And yeah. then me with players, I can't do anything, I need more. Yeah. So and that's what I say to Mike. The, the job he's done to, you know, I know it's his dream as well and he's, he's enjoying it, but to help us fulfil our, our dreams and be competitive, um, you know, like one of the other comments was saying, yeah, it's a sugar daddy. Now, I'd argue 90% of clubs have a chairman that puts in, you know, or 80%, they'd have a chairman that puts in, surely. The difference is, we have gates of 350 with a chairman that puts in. Other clubs have gates of 1,000, 2,000, even 2,500, and then they have a chairman that puts in. So it's all relative, isn't it? You know, yeah, that's, what some, that's what some clubs get applauded. Um, like our, our, you know, our chairman's loaded to me, and I wouldn't say you because I don't know, but Joe Bloggs, but he's not loaded like where he could go and buy, you know, a yacht or, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, he's a man who's... Self, he's done well. Port Elsie's got an estate agency, done well. You know, like he come in at step four. Like there's never been any, any stupid, stupid commitments. We've made some big ones this year. I won't get away from that. But it's the level. It's mm. the level you're at. Like there's clubs in the league paying two, three times for players what we are. But no one says a word because they're big clubs. You know, yeah. and we do. You know, we we break out our structure for a couple of boys and you know like we're uh, 
we're not allowed to do it. We've ruffled feathers. We don't like it. I can think mm-hmm. on about it. Not it's really no. It's just a bugbear for you, but um, yeah. It's- it's great it's going to be really good to see how you do this season mate we'll be keeping an eye before we wrap this uh podcast up um we've said to every sort of manager we've got on a player on these postseason specials um what's your best moment from past season obviously forgetting the promotion obviously him but what what moment stands out for you or moment you know right we're actually going to do this like what what's the sort of thing what what happened for me the best moment last season yeah oh god it wasn't very much fun, to be honest with you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was all- oh, we, can't, we can't end the podcast on the negative note like that. <laughs> I'll I, I tell you what I'll say, right? It is related to the, the, the promotion. The yeah. best moment for me was when I walked across that pitch, I was crying. I was looking for my little boy and my wife and my daughters. My best moment was that moment when I found him. It was magical. It was just a relief. The pressure of three years gone lifted. Yeah. Um, you know that that was a feeling I've never had in football before I hope I have it again (laughs) Um, (laughs) I hope I have it again but it was just it was just a special 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 moment you know because we we share it do you know what I mean like when 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 when, I mean he'll come home and away with me this year he'll have the stay overs the girls come whenever they can um when you know, when we're home or local, it's a big game. Midweeks, Tuesdays, they all come and support me. But that that euphoric feeling. Um, don't forget, we've gone through the penalties as well in the game. Yeah. Just looking for them. Just like there's two and a half thousand people there, and they've all bust onto the pitch. And I just I just couldn't find them. I was throwing people out the way, get off me, this and that. <laughs> then when I found them, we just had that moment. You know, just that cuddle and that kiss. Me, my newborn and my wife and. He sent me two little girls. It was just because the little girls, like we 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 had gates at three hundred, three fifty. For them at that point, they're seeing the dad with all these two and a half thousand people singing his name, chanting Peterborough Sports, stuff we've never had before. And it was just, it was just, just a crazy moment. And that's cheating because it is a promotion, but it was just a specific moment of the promotion. No, of course. Obviously, the family is your world, and you know you you forget about everything, yeah. and you, you got that such intense moment. You probably forgot there was two and a half thousand people around you and your family then. <laughs> um, mate, you do. It's, it's all I wanted, you know. Yeah. Um. It's it's all I wanted. It's, you know, I wanted them, and it's just it's what you do when when you're weak. When you're weak, you turn to you turn to your comforts, and for me, there's no bigger one than my family. Yeah. Yeah. Is um is little Jimmy a budding footballer? Yeah, he's doing all right, mate. He's doing all right. He's um when we play. I've cheated it this year because I, I run his little his little side. Um, but we've gone a year up this year, so because there's a crossover from Saturday to Sundays. Um, because I wouldn't I wouldn't have had the time of him. He's only nine, bless him. I wouldn't have had the time of him if um he stayed on Saturdays. So we've gone up a year. We was anyway last year, but we was going to drop down. They're, they're a great team. We beat Cambridge United full academy five one. We beat West Ham's full academy two 0 West Ham United okay. Premier League under nine side. Um, we've never lost a grassroots game. You know, oh, yeah. we've, lost, we've lost one to Cambridge this year. I should think the next year or two or three we'll lose a few more. But at that level, you know, you're doing something good, and yes, so give it give it nine years, eight nine years, and Jimmy Dean Junior might be playing for Peter Sports in the National League or something. You never know. Well, it'd be nice, wouldn't it, mate? It would be nice. I mean, <laughs> I look at it. Um, he's on about playing this new football manager when it comes out because that was another ticket list. You know. Yeah. Bucket list to get on football manager, and I'm on it now. I know he's like, I'm being paid for sports. And I'm like, 
you're going to get your dad sacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you be yeah. someone who can fully compete against your dad? Your dad's on there when you play. He's like, no, I'm being honest with you. Oh, there you go. He's going for your job already, mate. Nine years old, he's going for your job already. Uh, what? I might ask Nigel. He goes, yeah. you can be the assistant. Oh, there we go. I, I, I think, yeah, I think that's a great like note to end this podcast on. Jimmy D has been uh, relegated to assistant on Football Manager by his son. But um, Jimmy, thank you so much for doing this podcast. It's been fascinating to talk to you. Really good chat, and uh, we'll catch up throughout the season. Maybe have a little uh, re- re- revisit in sort of December time, see how the season's doing. Um, but yeah, brilliant, really fascinating chat. Boys, and I'll go on a bit, but you ask questions, you get answers. If there's anything I can ever do for you, let me know. And please send me Matt White's podcast. I'm going to watch it. That'll be really fascinating. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put that, I'll get Trev to send you a little note of that after. And um, we'll, we'll be publishing this. So we've got one more summer special chat um, to finish before we return for the season of the Premier League podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure, Jimmy. Thank you very much. Good luck for the season. And, you know, if we're ever up in that area for on a Saturday, I'll find myself at loose end. I'll try to pop down and see you in person, mate. Mate, let us know. I'll get your names on the gate and a couple of points in the bar. I can't say that. Brilliant, mate. We'll look forward no, to that. Mate. We'll do that sometime. Look after yourself, yeah. mate. Good luck for the season. Cheers, boys. Take care. Are you PNLP?